everybody. This is John with Out of Character. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of the animated spellbook videos and watching those on YouTube lately, and it got me thinking about some of my favorite Dungeons & Dragons spells, and I kind of wanted to run through one that I don't hear get used too much or talked about too much, and it's a pretty fun spell that has some interesting ideas. So I'm kind of doing something a little different today. Um, so the spell that I wanted to talk about today is a second-level spell. It's Enlarge or Reduce. It's a second-level transmutation spell. The casting time is one action. It has a range of 30 feet. It has all forms of components, so you need to be able to speak, you need to be able to use your hands, and it has a material component of a pinch of powdered iron, so does not consumed upon you, so you can keep using that. That's a pretty easy-to-get-hold-of component. Uh, it is a concentration spell of up to one minute. The spell reads as follows. You cause a creature or an object you see within range to grow larger or smaller for the duration. Choose either a creature or an object that is neither worn nor carried. So you can shrink the letter opener, but you can't shrink the letter opener that's being used as a weapon. If the target is unwilling, it can make a constitution saving throw. On a success, the spell has no effect. If the target is a creature, everything it is wearing and carrying changes size with it. Any item dropped by an affected creature returns to its normal size at once. So enlarge. The target's size doubles in all dimensions, and its weight is multiplied by 8. This growth increases its size category by 1 from medium to large, for example. If there isn't enough room for the target to double its size, the creature or object attains the maximum possible size in the space available. Until the spell ends, the target also has advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. The target's weapons also grow to match its new size. While these weapons are enlarged, the target's attacks with them deal an extra 1d4 damage. Then Reduce says, The target size is halved in all dimensions, and its weight is reduced to 1 eighth of the normal. This reduction decreases its size by one category from medium to small, for example. Until the spell ends, the target also has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. The target's weapons also shrink to match its new size. While these weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal 1d4 less damage. This can't be reduced the damage below 1. So why am I talking about this spell? Well, it's one of my favorite spells that almost no one ever seems to actually use. Uh, I think it's one of those spells that also has an enormous amount of potential, but it's a lot less flashy than some of the other spells out there. Uh, like, Heat Metal is one of my favorite spells. Uh, I had a, a great deal of fun when I was playing my Druid using Heat Metal. Basically, that was his the, the character's go-to move, was use Heat Metal on whatever weapon someone's holding and make them drop it or make them burn themselves extremely badly. Uh, I had a, a lot of fun using that spell. But Enlarge Reduce, basically, is this hugely versatile spell because... It doesn't just have to be used on creatures. You can use it on objects. As long as they aren't being carried or held, you can use it on them. So, first off, let's just talk about second level spell. Pretty handy. It is a transmutation spell. So, you know, all good things there. The component, it does, you know, have a lot of components. So it's one of those things that's not terribly useful if your hands are restrained or you're gagged or unable to speak. Um, the component is very easy. It's just, you know, some ground-up iron. You can get that, I would think, virtually anywhere. So no problem on components, and 
the thing is not used up upon, it's not consumed when you do it. So that's great. Uh, so even if you lose the component, it's easy to replace. It's not like, you know, I need a sprig of mistletoe or, you know, three golden acorn, weird stuff you have to get for other spells. So one of my favorite D&D creatures uh, to use is, of course, the Dwergar, who they have this ability as one of their normal abilities. They can just cast this spell to make themselves bigger or smaller. They can also turn themselves invisible, but there's limits on those. But I love Dwergar because... They're not huge threats just by themselves, usually. They're, you know, standard kind of foot soldier types. But having, you know, the monk get in the face of this Dwergar only to have it massively increase its size and become a huge threat instantaneously is a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't been listening to our Lamplighters game, Dwergar come up a lot in that. So go check out those episodes if you want to see some of the fun you can have with Dwergar. Let's say you're the wizard, you've learned this spell, it's in your book, you don't use it very much, you prepped it on today for whatever reason, and there's just this huge amount of utility for this spell that I really love. Okay, so the first and most obvious thing you could do with this is to increase the size of one of the care of one of your party members, making them bigger and stronger. So this is great for like strength-based fighters, strength-based rogues. Uh, a monk who really just wants to, you know, batter down whatever is in front of them. Uh, basically, there's no class that's going to say no to having advantage on, you know, being stronger and able to do more damage physically. That's pretty fun. You can always also cast on yourself and go from being the little kind of thin, weedy wizard to, you know, this huge grog-esque figure that can just, like, stomp on whatever's in front of you, uh, which is a lot of fun. That's the most obvious use uh, to do that. Now, the other one is, of course, to reduce things that are scary. So, you know, it's probably not going to work on dragons. Dragons are going to have advantage on saving throws and legendary resistance and things like that. But it is fun to use it on, say, like, a troll and have that massive lumbering troll that is towering over you and just like, and just shrink it down to, like, the size of one of your party members and then just beat on it and you can kind of hang back to make sure your concentration stays up. Uh, also fun things that you can do with that spell. Now to me, those are perfectly valid options and they're fun. They're also the least interesting ones to use. Uh, I love the idea of using this on objects far, far more or trying to use this in a way that will surprise the party and your GM. For example, you are running through the halls of Vespok Fortress. The guard is in fast pursuit of you. You are injured. You have no weapons. You have no armor. And you are desperate to find a safe haven where you can kind of hole up and wait for your next opportunity to present itself. But this guard is hot on your heels. They're armed. They're armored. And they are not injured. And they're going to be able to kind of run over this party pretty quickly. But your wizard happens to know the spell in large or reduce. Now, making one of the party members bigger is not really going to be a massive help here. But you know that, oh, look, up here there's this narrow door that we can all fit through as medium-sized creatures. We can make him larger. Or maybe there's, like, you know, this little tunnel. So he has to either kind of try to squeeze through it, or the GM might be like, there's no way this creature is going to fit through this door. It's designed for normal creatures to fit through, and he's just too big. Um... So, a GM that applauds creative use of spell work might say, yeah, he, the, the character is just, like, kind of amazed by what's happened and doesn't really know what to do with this. 
or the floor collapses beneath them, or just kind of yells at you as he tries to reach through and grab you through this very, now, far too small for him to fit through doorway. That's one thing you could do with it, is just, you know, uh, or you're fighting on a, 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 a frozen lake, and you see this towering half-orc come out, and he's just got his war paint on, he's got his cool, you know, tattered fur cloak and his cursed sword, and you know that that is going to be a big problem to kill that thing. So your wizard steps forth all alone, you know, her hair blowing in the snow, raises her staff, and casts Enlarge on the Orc. And the party goes like, why are you casting Enlarge on the Orc? It's like, wait, how thick is this ice? And the weight of this massive Orc as it grows, and the Orcs around it are just cheering it on. And then the ice cracks, and the orc falls through. And they've just lost their chief before the fight even began. Again, creative use of a spell. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe you want to reduce the halfling from... Maybe you want to reduce the halfling even smaller, so it can, like, you know, kind of squeeze under the cracks in doors and things like that. You know, small to tiny is uh, a big leap. Just like, you know, any of the size categories kind of cover a large swath of territory. This also has a lot of use with, like, things like mounts and things like, and stuff like that. Like, maybe you're trying to, if you have this huge wagon of goods that you're trying to pull as these knolls are charging up the hill to take it back from you, you say, okay, I can't make the wagon, I could make the wagon smaller, but then it won't hold all the goods, but I can increase the size of the horse pulling the wagon, making it, you know, just massive, this massive, like, Clydesdale horse that can easily pull the wagon further forward, faster, just better for all of you. Um, I also kind of love the idea of like increasing the size of a of like a, a simple little like uh, a letter opener to the size of like a broadsword, so that you go from like okay, all I've got to defend myself with, you know, we broke into this office after escaping from our cells, and we've got no weapons, but I have this letter opener, and you're like, that's great, that does us no good, and you're like, now it's a sword, and you give it to the member of the party who's most useful with a sword, so they have something to fend themselves off with. Again, utility spells like this are so much fun. I really also, in the terms of, like, office supplies, I love the idea of there being some important document or something, and you increase the size of it so that it's more difficult for someone to run off with it. Like, you know, they're trying to steal some map, and you make the map go from being this, you know, table-sized map that can be rolled up to something that is the size of the floor of a room. Uh, and just, you know, they, they, yes, you could probably, because of the weight, fold it up in some way, but it's enormously difficult, and it's almost impossible to hide it, and you're going to have a hard time moving around with this thing. Or, you know, you are trapped in, again, maybe you're trapped in that office, and you didn't go the option of making the broadsword letter opener. You said, like, look, we can't get out of here, but we have all these sheets of paper. What if I cast my spell... And made the sheet of paper large enough that we could, like, kind of try to rig up uh, a paper parachute and jump out the window. Now, again, comes down to what your GM will let you do. And I guarantee you, any GM is going to say, like, paper's not that durable and there's three of you, but armor, how heavy are you? That That's going to be a risky maneuver, but I love the idea. And I think that there's more GMs that are going to reward creative use of a spell then are going to say, no, you can't do that. Because no is so little fun. Having the party of, you know, three or four characters trying to make this paper, giant paper airplane or giant paper parachute 
to fly out of a window of an office as the guards kick down the door is so enormously fun to me. I just, I can't resist the idea of people trying to do that. Um, so again, the key things with the spell, just remember you can affect objects. Uh, it just can't be held or be wielded. So anything, you can't like increase the size of somebody's armor to make it too small to fit them. Um, under normal circumstances. It's always the GM's decision if you can or can't do something, obviously, but um, that would just be a really... that. But at that point, the spell is kind of broken when you can just look at someone and say, like, and now your armor is too small to fit you. But yeah, so that is enlarge or reduce. I don't know if I'm going to do too many of these uh, spell reviews. I feel like the animated spell book does a, a way better job at them, but... That's one that I just think is fun and is probably not going to come up anytime soon in that. So I wanted to kind of give my thoughts on it. Um, for all you folks who are into D&D and you're worried about, you know, is this spell combat worthy? I would say just take the spells that your character would use or find use for. Uh, I always love, like, kind of fun use of spells. Make it less like a fireball is cool and all and being able to be like, pow. But that's, it's, it's one use. You really only have one use for Fireball. It's, I, I would take Mage Hand over Fireball because I think Mage Hand is going to be useful in so many more circumstances than Fireball ever will be. But yeah, uh, for those who are podcast supporters, we have our first ever patron game. It is scheduled for July 31st at 8 p.m. There are currently five spots remaining. The first spot has been taken. So if you are on Patreon and you want to support us, that is open to patrons only. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, if it goes well, we may do a lot more of those, or we may just stick with the one depending on what goes on. We'll have to keep an eye on it. And, um, yeah. Until next time, everybody, play more games and be safe. Bye!